it Tuesday morning to you. Welcome to Brewers Briefing. I'm Brooks Brewer. It's time to brief you what's happening in the world of news and current events. And, well, just talk about whatever we want to talk about. It's a talk show, and this is what we do. So jump in there. Don't be afraid. Our number, 918-756-3646. Text or call. The Wendy Chevy text line is available for you 24-7. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. And so, yeah, well, love, love your comments, love your good mornings, and all that. I always do that too early. Good morning, David. Welcome back to the program, sir. Hope you're doing fantastically. This morning is Tuesday, September 19th. How are you doing? I hope you're doing fantastically as well. Good morning, JP. He's in there. And uh, all that. All the... Uh, all the group is coming back around. Good morning, everybody. Happy doing good. Anyway, so so we, so we do podcast the show. Sometimes I remember to put the podcast out there where you can listen to it again in case you miss it. Uh, it was it was so weird because last Friday we had such a great interview with with Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, and we found out whether he puts ketchup on his salmon like Senator Mitt Romney does, which is so stupid. And uh, anyway, so but I forgot to put it up there. I was like, <laughs> how do you forget to put that great interview up on the interwebs, Brooks? Anyway, I, I did, but I got it up there yesterday, and it's out there. So anyway, so so we do podcast it, and then sometimes I upload it. <laughs> sometimes I do. And it's called Brewers Briefing. That's where it's found. And anyway, I appreciate you guys tuning in this morning, and God bless you all for doing that. You didn't have to, but here you are. Good morning, Vicky. Welcome to the program. Appreciate you coming in here. The meme lady has, has, has arrived and there it is. Uh, again, the, the Wendy Chevy text line is 918-756-3646. And that is also the number for the brew lines. If you want to talk to us, that's okay too. All right. There's Tricia. Good morning. Got your text. Thank you very much. Got that. Appreciate that very much. So right out of the gate, I will tell you that I got a text yesterday from the owner of Wendy Chevrolet here in Okmulgee. And he said, man, we got to end September strong. We got to pick up sales. We got to, we got to, we got to, we got to get going. So they, they brought back the $30 oil change, which is totally ridiculous. I mean, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> When's the last time you got your oil changed? Have you paid? Can you can you get an oil change for thirty bucks? No, but you can now at Wendy Chevy. Now it's a limited time. It's only going for the next two weeks till the end of the month. And if you got a diesel, big old diesel pickup, something like that, sixty bucks. That is El Cheapo. And if it's not done in an hour, you don't pay anything. So it's in and out, bada boom, bada bang. And not only that, they've they've extended this. I mean, look, these guys are. <laughs> I was out there last week, talked to Tyler, the GM out there. He's like, man, we're making deals like crazy deals. This is getting stupid around here. We got. I mean, it's just like like they get hit quotas, they got to hit numbers, they got to sell cars, and they need your trade in. So Tony said, man, dude, get out there and let everybody know we're getting stupid over here, making deals at Wendy Chevy. And I'm I'm just I I think if you want a deal. If you want to save some money on a car and you're thinking about maybe getting a car, I would go to Wendy Chevrolet if I were you. And I'd do it right away because this deal ends in two weeks. So it's over. At the end of the month. So get your oil changed and 
<laughs> go buy a car. Whoa! Good morning, Tony. Welcome to the program. I'm glad to have you with us this morning. All right, so that's that. Let's take a look at the weather forecast, see what we got going on out there. Let's try to get the right city this morning. Here it is. Opmoji Municipal Airport, 67 degrees and cloudy. High today of 82, 70% chance of rain and 80% chance of rain tonight. <coughs> we'll check the radar coming up in a moment. 82 tomorrow, 84 Thursday, 80 Friday, 87 Wednesday. Did I? Wednesday? <laughs> no, Brewer. Saturday comes after Friday. You see how weird the brain just goes, just gone? It's, it's weird. Saturday, 87. Sunday, 80. I'll get this right in a minute. And then Monday, 81. So there's the temps. And then it's got a chance to rain every day this week. 67, 70, 40, 60, 40, 30, 50. So pretty good chance some off and on rain. Okay, so that's that. Let's go look at the next red radar and see what we have. We got rain in the center part of the state. We got rain up in the northwest. We have rain in Muskogee. Currently, now this is all light rain, okay? A little bit of rain up in the Tulsa town. It's just a little here, a little scattered here in Yondo. Down in McAllister, a little bit tiny, about a little bitty. Not much down there. And then north of Atoka. It's just going to be here and there, but it's going to be kind of just one of those weeks, you know, off and on. The heaviest rain is north of Paul's Valley in the entire state. Out there around Byers, you been down there? Conawa. South of Seminole, right there, and stuff like that. Anyway, so there's rain here and there, and Oklahoma City a little bit, and so it's it's just that's it. It's nothing nothing crazy right now. So keep an eye on it. All right, temperatures around the state, you ask? I don't know. Let's see what they are. Come on, come on. Fifty six out in the Panhandle. Eva's fifty seven, and uh, we got 75 up in Buffalo. It's kind of odd. 77 up at May Ranch. That's right on the border. That's the hottest spot in the whole state, way up there in the top. Weird. Anyway, speaking of weird, I know I'm weird. Uh, drinking early this morning? She said, maybe. I don't know what's in that orange juice over there. It might have a little champagne in it. I don't know. Is that against the law? Anyway, let's see what's happening in the world of news. Come on, Brewer. Let's get serious here. It's a serious show. <laughs> okay, what do we got? Let me see. Let's see what we got listening on the internet in, Internet, real quick. My computer is being slow. There it is. Okay, I got people. Got Finland in there. Finland, good morning. All right, so what do we have? Come on. Get up to speed. I got people wanting news out there, man. All right. This thing is really slow this day. I don't know. I'm moving way faster than this machine is, which is not uh, uncommon. Um, okay, so go over here. Good night. Get to the to the thing. Okay, so I'm going to talk about some stuff. I'm just talking about the the strike. The UAW announces strikes at three factories. Uh, the automakers, right? The big three. They're all coming together. They're going to strike all three of them. The UAW, United Automobile Workers Union. This is there's some stupid stuff in here. I want to read some of this stuff. It's kind of kind of crazy, I think. And um, for the first time in our history, we will strike all three of the big three: uh, General Motors, Ford, and Stellantis. I don't know if you knew that Stellantis is formerly Chrysler. Yeah, it's Stellantis now. 
And so let's, let's jump on into the article because here's some details that are kind of interesting. The union is demanding 36% raises over four years, among other things. Okay. That's a pretty good amount of raises going on right there. And they started out at 40%, but they've really come down to 36. Like, okay, we'll, we'll acquiesce to 36. Now listen to this. Uh, they also seeking raises to correspond to the cost of living and end two-tiered wages for factory jobs. A 32, this is the funny part, <laughs> a 32-hour work week with 40 hours of pay and pension increases, among other things. So I want to work 32 hours, but I demand you pay me for 40. And I need 36% pay increase on the 32 that I'm going to work over here, even though you're paying me for 40. <laughs> you see? See how this works? Isn't that... Look, I get, I, look, I get the unions were trying to help. In the beginning, back in the day, maybe unions were trying to help the little man and, you know, compete against, I think unions, I shouldn't even say, I'm going to get myself completely in trouble. I, I, you know, look, it's got to be, it's got to be good for the company too. Okay. Because if you break your company with your union demands, then you will have no damn job. Okay, you will get zero dollars for your zero hours because you have a zero job left. That's how it can work. I'm making go. You know what? Screw it. Let's go to business. We can't. You, know, you can't just demand whatever and just expect us to pay whatever it is. Hundred dollars an hour. I demand it. Twenty hours a week because I, I, you know, that's, that's what we want. It's got to be fair. I mean, you've got to have something. And I'm not saying it's not. I, I don't know. I don't know all the details of what these big car makers are making. You know, I know they're, they're – somebody told me the other day, well, yeah, but the CEO makes $22 million a year. Okay. I know. That's a lot. But it's got to be – you can't just cripple your, your goose that's laying the golden egg over there and just tighten the noose around the neck. Anyway, I just – I, it doesn't seem free market to me. You know, it's like if this company's not paying you right, then go over to that one that's paying you better. And they treat you better. It's just it's how the free market works. I, I think the free market system is, is better than demanding all this stuff. That's just my opinion. But but what do I know? Not very much. And, and, and you know that by listening to this show. Not very smart. Anyway, there's somebody else. Wendy Chevy takes line. Good morning. Good morning to you. Appreciate you for jumping in there. Hi, how are you? Okay, what else we got up? So there's that. I, you know, I, so I don't know how this is going to affect actual, you know, cars coming to our local dealerships and stuff like that. But it could, and it could get worse. And God only knows where this thing's going. There's like 145,000 employees altogether. It's kind of a big deal. So we will, we'll see. We'll see right now. Okay, what else is happening in news? Let's see, we had an F-35 fighter jet. And go down here in the United States. Did you hear about this? And they don't know where it is. <laughs> hey, uh, Americans, we need help finding our F-35. I'm not even kidding you. Officials have asked the public down in South Carolina 
Help us find this uh, craft. This, uh, <laughs> how many billion dollars does it take to make an F-35? Quite a few. I mean, it's a pretty expensive rig, right? I mean, you know. And you would think in 2023, they would put a little GPS chip or two, maybe even get, you know, really splurge, put a couple of them here and there, maybe one on the front, one on the back, <laughs> kind of locate your equipment in case, you know, God forbid it ever goes down. Instead of having to just call, you know, get on the radio and go, Hey, anybody seen that debt? We had a lot of debt went down yesterday. We can't seem to find out where that deal is. Y'all give us a call. Call this number right here if you see that. <laughs> now, the pilot dejected, and that's good. Uh, so that's that's good. So it was in rural South Carolina. This happened uh, Monday. And, and the military asked the public for help finding the aircraft. Oh, it was built to elude detection. Even from, the, well, I guess it's, it's working then, isn't it? They can't even find their own damn aircraft. It's so elusive, we don't even know where it is. <laughs> well, why don't you build a little computer that you at least know where your aircraft is? I mean, it's one thing to build it where the enemy can't see it, but it's another thing when you lose your own stuff. I mean, I mean do I have to run the military? Do I have to do that? Look, I'm busy as it is, okay? And and now I've got to take over how to build F-35. This is crazy. I'm serious. The, the authorities have been searching for the jet since the pilot whose name has not been released, parachuted to safety in North Charleston neighborhood about 2 p.m. Let's start in that general vicinity, see how we do, just kind of make a way out from there. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it seemed like this wouldn't be that big a deal. But again, what do I know? I'm just reading stories here on a little radio station. Okay. Well, I don't know. They didn't say too much else about it, but uh, I guess they're still looking. <laughs> I find it odd. I, how about you? You find that odd? Find that odd. Let's see. We got an unknown caller coming in. Let's see if they want to talk to us on the radio this morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks for calling. You're on the air. So, what do you think about a Rhino Senator saying they continue? They want to fund Ukraine and give them weapons, both of them. Yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan of that. I'm not a big fan of it at all. I think we've given something around hundred billion dollars to Ukraine so far. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I'm not. It's a lot. You know, and they come back with all these. Well, compared to our GDP, it's not as much as this country over there gave compared to their GDP. I'm like, yeah, you know, okay, maybe so. You know, but. It's it's just it's just enough. I mean, we're suffering over here. We got our economy is crashing, and so we need our we need to help our own people. If there's any leftover, it's what I told Mullen the other day. So if there's any leftover, fine, but they ain't going to be okay. So we got to help here first. It's got to be America first, and then maybe we'll look to Ukraine. I mean, I, I didn't I, I didn't I'm not a big fan. And Mullen, he says now, and he's going to go over to Ukraine. Why? <laughs> Why, well, he said he's going to go over there, to, you know, whatever. Yeah, he's to fix some problems or whatever, you know. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure. You know, I, I don't know what all he's going to do while he's over there. But, <laughs> you know, it's it's frustrating to me. And I've, I've asked every one of them, and, and I, you know, I get these kind of answers. And and so, I don't know. I, I mean, it's we're not going to convince them to do anything differently, I don't think. They're going to do whatever they think they're going to do. And they, 
they think they're, you know, it's keeping back the big bear over there. So. So who can we count on then? If the Republicans go that way, right along with the Democrats. I don't know. And, uh, I, I don't know. That's a good question. Well, I, well, I like Josh Breacham. He stands with us. So speaking of him, I read, I, like I read an article. Well, I, it was in my news this week, maybe even today, that he's not going to vote for the continuing resolution unless the southern border is addressed and whatever other thing it was. You know, not not to not to vote for it. So you know, yeah. And I know Mr. McKean is very fiscally minded. He wants to keep the money right and and get back to some some responsibility financially. So I know that's good. But well, we have to do something around here. Nothing's nothing's changing. Everything's just going downhill farther and farther, faster and faster. Well, I know, and and uh, that's. That's where it feels so you, – you feel helpless. You talk to your elected officials, and they just – and I don't know how many people feel like we do. I, I sense you're kind of on the same page I am. Like, I think enough is enough. I don't know what the majority of Oklahomans feel. I, I, I would think they kind of say, like, enough is enough. But it, it – and if, and if that's the case, you would think that our elected officials would go, hey, our people say that's enough. We're not going to vote for anymore. But, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. They seem to just get up there and then they do what everybody else is doing. You know, it seems like that a lot. Yeah, that's what it seems like. That's where they vote. Yeah. So. So we're left 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 hanging. That's all we are. We're just left hanging. Hey, holding the damn bag, man. It's it's what happens. Middle class got to pay for it all and <clears throat> to keep sucking it up. I don't know what else to to, to do, man. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. We'll talk to them and ask them and hold their feet to the fire and go, hey. You know, your constituents are done with this. We're, we're, we're tired. We're done. Like, you know, does that matter? You know, cause we're done with it over here. And so I, that's the best I know how to do. Yeah. I, I call them and they say, well, no, they don't this and that. And then I'll be calling them again. I mean, I think it's good. Yeah. If, if more people maybe would call in and email them and, and, and I, I don't think people do that very much. I think they may be used to, but I don't think they do it so much anymore. I think they probably just gave up. Well, I think so, and I think that's a problem. You know, we get so apathetic because we don't feel like you know our voices are being heard, and we just throw in the towel, and that didn't. That ain't going to help, right? We no. got to dig deep and find some energy and just do it anyway because we don't have any other good choices besides that. You're right. Well, I appreciate your call, and I appreciate your, your opinion here. All right, well, thank you. Nice day. Hey, you too, Captain. Appreciate that. Yeah, I, you know, we, we, it's, it is frustrating. Mom says they found the plane. Okay, thanks, Mom. Mom knows. Mom is into the news. Mom knows news. Mom, you should do this show, really. All right, so they, they did. Officials find the debris. Here's the article right here. Oh, they find debris. Did they find the, the whole thing or just the debris? Well, I hope so. It's an $80 million jet. <laughs> yeah. Even Nancy Mace, representative up there in the house, she's like, now, how the hell do you lose an F-35? She says, how is there not a tracking device? And we're asking the public to help find a jet <laughs> and turn it on <laughs> or turn it in. Anyway, so that's, that's out there. Um, part of this, UAW uh, problem with with GM, GM and these these automakers. 
kind of back to that for a sec. I read an article this morning about Biden is partly to blame because these the feds are somehow forcing these automakers to make electric cars that Americans don't want and can hardly afford, especially under the new Bidenomics plan that's not working too good. And I think that's right. People don't want electric cars. I'm just telling you, especially in Oklahoma, right? It's like you see a few of them here and there, but they're, they're just not, we're not ready. The systems aren't ready. The infrastructure's not there. They, they can't, they can't handle it. They can't hold up. It's kind of a joke. And, and yet here you got the Fed still pushing and threatening and doing all this stuff. It, it, it's a disaster. It's a freaking disaster what we have going on with, with the federal government. You know, it just is. And like he said, even our own side. If you can't get the Republicans to do what you want, then, then where do you go? Do you bail out and vote independent? I, you know. I don't know. I don't know. We've got lots of stuff other to talk about. So here, here was a, an interview. I don't know if you saw this. I did not. Donald J. Trump interviewing with the Megyn Kelly. And she asked him a question or two, and we're going to uh, address that and let, let you hear one of the questions right after this. Oh, one of the best bands ever right there. That's Boston, you know, gosh. I grew up loving those guys and playing the drums back when I was a little snotty-nosed, big, bushy, blonde-headed kid. They called me Goldilocks back in high school. Remember that, Tony? Big old curly blonde hair. My hair was so bushy, it would stick out my football helmet on the sides where the ear holes were. <laughs> you look back at some of your style and go, what was I thinking back then? Mom, why did you let me look so stupid? Anyway, so Tony's chiming in here about the jet The jet here. You, you lose the jet because the chip to locate the jet can only be made in China who could sell it to Russia. And we can't make the chip because we can't educate American kids in math and science because we're, be we're too busy teaching them more important subjects, if you know what I mean right there. I know it. It's like these chips that we put in these cars. I, I talked to somebody the other day, I think it was a car dealer somewhere, and said uh, these cars nowadays have like 200 chips, microchips, you know. Not potato chips. Now, my car might have a few potato chips down in the seat right down in there. You know how they slip down. And we're beholden to whatever whatever country, be it Taiwan or whoever it might be, to make us the chips. Send us a chip. <laughs> we need some cards over here. Can't seem to make them here because we're looking for cheap labor and the cheap chips. I don't know. So dumb. But uh, it is what it is. Hi, Vicky. I said hi already. Oh, wait. Here we go. So what are you sending me other stuff? You're sending me memes? I can't even keep up. <clears throat> oh, here's a good one. Stop giving kids Bible names, but no Bible lessons. Moses tried to rob me last night. <laughs> That's pretty good. We're still giving kids Bible names, but no Bible lessons. We need more Bible lessons, people. Absolutely right. Okay, so so Donald Trump. See, he had a, he had an interview with Megyn Kelly, 
and he's getting criticized for some of the things that went down on this interview. Here's part of what was asked of him. See if you can make this out. Okay, ready, go. Can a man become a woman? Um, <laughs> in my opinion, you have a man, you have a woman. I, 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 think, I think part of it is birth. Can the man give birth? No, no, although they'll come up with some answer. Okay, so, so Megyn Kelly asked Donald J. Trump, can a man become a woman? And he has to think about it. Um, well, I, I mean, you know, I think there's a man and a woman. I mean, and and here's, here's, here's part of the problem, and I don't think it's just Trump. I think it's politicians in general. They, they seem to want to please both sides so badly that they can't just be a person of conviction. And, you know, when you're asked a question like that, you, you don't, you shouldn't have to think about, can a man become a woman? No, 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 hell no is the answer there. Absolutely hell to the no. Like a man cannot become a woman. Listen, it's in the DNA, like it's in the bones, okay? You, you can cut this off and chop that off and put a new thing here and there, but that does not make a man a woman or a woman a man. It's just not how it works. It's all in the DNA of the entire system. Okay. And that's how it works. God put it that way. Sorry. And it's no need to fumble around with that. But he does because he knows, well, <laughs> depending on how I answer this, I'm going to make some people mad. I can't make it. I got to have everybody happy. I got to please the whole crew. And that's, that's not, that's not how you're supposed to do it. And Trump, he knows better. It is. I mean, but he, he plays to both sides. And the same thing with the abortion question. He was asked by another interviewee from MSNDC, DNC, whatever it is. And so he, he struggles with the question. Can a man become a woman? Well, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't really think so. I, you know, I think it's a, can a man give birth? No, but well, they, you know, they're going to come up with something one day and blah, blah, blah. I mean, come on, man. It's no, no. Yeah, it just it just can't. And, and that's the Trump. Look, and, and you know what I'm saying. I like Trump in many regards. Trump's policies were good, but Trump is not the moral guide to to the Republican Party by any stretch. He's he's weak on abortion. He's weak on on uh, gay rights, LGBT stuff. You know, he's all about that. And I think that's completely wrong. And you know, he, he's just not. He has no moral solid backbone in my opinion, in, in that regard. And I'm not the epitome of all morality either. I'm not saying that, but you know what I'm saying? But it's like, hey, man, <laughs> come on. This is not a tough question. It's not, it, it seems to be tough now, which is so weird. Like, how can this, the times we live in, this would be a tough question. Can a man become a woman? Well, uh, let me think. Of, I'll get back to you, Megan. I mean, the Supreme Court person that's up there that it's going through the, the the Jackson lady going through the process, you know, has asked a question about basically the same thing. What is a woman? That's what the question was. What is a woman? Well, I don't know. I'm not a biological. I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a biology major. I can't answer the question. Come on now. What is a woman? What's the definition of that? 
she's not rocket appliance. Come on, people. Anyway, so it's this weird. It's, it's how we are. It's where we are now. It's just so dumb. We got to have people with conviction and backbone to say yes or no, whether you make some people mad. And, you know, Trump's typically not too worried about making some people mad, but here he is trying to come to the center. And, and the same on the abortion deal. So he had this question here. Let me see if I can find it. It's in my notes here. Come on, where is it? And so, yeah, so I'll play this for you. So this is the same, same deal. It's a different interview. And here's Ben Shapiro uh, commenting on Trump's egregious answer about the heartbeat laws down in Florida and protecting babies. Okay, so here's how he handled this interview. Again, different person interviewing, but it's still Donald J on, on the hot seat right here. Donald Trump did a mainstream media interview over the weekend. Uh, it didn't go amazing for him. His his recent interviews have not been going particularly well. This one was with uh, Kristen Welker. The most newsworthy thing that he said in this interview was he made a comment suggesting that heartbeat bills, like to protect the lives of the unborn in states, are terrible, which is not only not pro-life, it's an awful thing to say. It's one thing to say that tactically speaking, as president of the United States, I'm going to try to reach as much consensus as possible and gradually move the line back on abortion to accustom the American people to protecting life. Because if we move too far too fast, then the snapback is going to be dramatic, as we saw in Kansas. That's a, that's a pragmatic question, and it's a case you can make. That's not what Trump says. What Trump actually says about abortion in this interview is morally egregious. He says that heartbeat bills to, you know, protect babies in the womb past week five, week six, those are terrible. That's the thing he says. If a federal ban landed on your desk if you were reelected, would you sign it at 15? Are you talking about a complete ban? A ban at 15 weeks. Well, people, people are starting to think of 15 weeks. That seems to be a number that people are talking about right now. Would you sign that? Uh, uh, I, would, I would sit down with both sides and I'd negotiate something and we'll end up with peace in that issue for the first time in 52 years. Uh, I'm not going to say I would or I wouldn't. I mean, DeSantis is willing to sign a five-week and six-week ban. Would you support that? You think I, that I goes think what he far? did is a terrible thing and a terrible mistake. A terrible thing and a terrible mistake. A ter in the state. He's not even talking federally. In the state. Hey, that, that is not a pro-life position by any stretch of the imagination. Okay, so there again is Donald J. Trump trying to placate to both sides and it's, it's fine and like he said shapiro said if he would just have said look i'm going to try to move center i'm going to move to this position to try to bring some consensus and bring some peace on this issue for the first time in 52 years but why did you come out and say but the sanus what he did is terrible it's a terrible thing to sign a heartbeat bill which protects babies when they get a heartbeat because that's how you really stand pal I'm sorry, but you don't have that solid position when it comes to, the, to, to to abortion and life. And you're just playing politics, man. And that's disgusting. Some places you just got to draw the line. You got to stand on it. You just have to. It's like, no, that's where I stand. I'm sorry. It makes people mad. But here's what, and he got, he's getting called out on this stuff and it's, it's a problem. It needs to be a problem to the Republican Party. Now, I don't know if it is, and I, you know, <laughs> it needs to be. Central issue. It's like this is this is kind of a big deal. I mean, look, yeah, I, look, life, can, life starts at conception, not the heartbeat. Life is life at conception. 
And then it all starts growing, and then the heart develops and it starts beating here at some point. That's not what life is. It means, again, it's already, it's already living before that, or it would never be able to grow into a heart. And a heartbeat, it's, it's like, it's kind of common sense, right? If something's living in there, it's life, it's alive, it's alive, it's living, it's growing. And it'll have a heartbeat, and it'll have a brain, it'll have lungs, and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I guess it's not, it's just so simple. So, and yet, we can't seem to figure out what is a woman? Can a man become a woman? I don't know. So difficult. All right, I got people coming in on the Wendy Chevy tax line. What are you people saying? Vicky says, let your communication be yay, yay, nay, nay, for whatsoever is more than these comes of evil. Matthew 5, verse 37 of the King James Version. Going back right there. So that's true. That's right. Let your yes be yes, and your no be no. Somebody wants to know where they can get strings for the guitar. I'd go to the guitar store if I were you. Or go to Tradio. Somebody's got strings. Where can I get strings for my guitar? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think you can get those down at Walmarts. So you have to go to the guitar store. All right, somebody else is weighing in here. What do they say here? Vote DeSantis. He knows how to take a stand. Yeah, I know. DeSantis is pretty strong on that stuff. He is. He's strong against abortions, and he doesn't cow down to the people on the left and the people on the right even. Somebody else is weighing in here. says, I think the abortion question after the Supreme Court made their decision did cost Republicans in the midterms because too many people will vote on that one issue. Yeah, I know. I, that's what a lot of people say, that the, the abortion issue freaked out the people on the left. All those liberal women got fired up, and they came out and voted and destroyed the Republicans in the midterms. And I get that. I, understand, I, I know. I know. I get how that can all be. And then they leaked it out. Remember, they leaked it out, and it got out there and got them all stirred up like a bunch of bees in a hive. That's what they do. So, anyway, yeah. But anyway, that's that. So, what else we got? What are we talking about? Our time is running out already, people. We got stuff. What do we have? What do we have? Oh, we already talked about that. We Really? We, that's all the political news? We've already done all of those things in politics? Okay. Well, let's jump over here. We got some craziness going on right here in Oklahoma at a school. I, I couldn't believe this when I read this this morning. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Parents, grandparents, oh, we got to be careful what's happening in our schools. Lord have mercy. Listen to this. Edmond, Oklahoma, a Grove Valley Elementary special education teacher has resigned following a letter sent out to parents saying she no longer works for the district. Well, for good reason. The letter said the Deer Creek School District learned that Amanda Bristow, pay attention to that name, may, may she never step foot into another classroom ever again or anything around any children everywhere, anywhere, Okay. She's been giving students some sort of medication. Oh. Oh, okay. 
So here's a lady, Megan Langoria. She, she says, I did question my son about it. I said, did she ever give out you any medication? He said, yeah, she used to give them special gummies, and then they would take a nap. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. She said she, she didn't think twice after the letter was sent out to parents. I totally overlooked it, which I think was their intention, you know. And so I went back and I read the email. It said there that there was a teacher, Mrs. Bristow. I was bent let go because she was administering medication. How do you let that go? Like, I'm sorry, how do you let the letter go, madam, when, when the letter says your kid at this school and this teacher, which your kid goes to, has been passed that medicine, and you just kind of overlook it and you, 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 know, you didn't think, what? I think that would have got my attention the first time. I mean, I'm just guessing. And she was asked, she got to thinking about these gummies. Maybe it was a sleeping aid. After noticing her son's son started waking up more in the middle of the night. I think he's sleeping all day. That's why he's up during the night. It's coming to her. Finally, she's like, oh, it's all making sense now. The letter told the parents the district found out the uh, about the incident on August 28th. Mrs. Bristow would not be returning to the classroom. Thank you for that. And this gal says she's taking her son out of the school district because she doesn't feel safe. She's really coming around now. That's good. Oh, and by the way, this teacher, Amanda Bristow is her name, has had issues before. Even in 2014, it's not terribly long ago, she was arrested for abusing a child while teaching in Ada, Oklahoma. Yes, Bristow assaulted three nine-year-old children with a ball. Her teaching license was suspended. However, it was reinstated just two years later following a letter to the State Department of Education. Well, I mean, it was only three kids. And, you know, I don't know what kind of ball it was. doesn't say here. could have been, you know, kind of a softball. And then it really wasn't that bad. The kids lived, you know. But here, here. <laughs> I mean, I know we're desperate for teachers in the state. But, I mean, you, you know, you got you got this drag queen you hired as a principal of an elementary school, which is really problematic. And then you got this teacher abusing children, loses a license, somehow gets it back, and you've got the wisdom to go back and hire her as an education teacher. Now she's passing out gummies to the kids so they'll take a nap so they don't bug her. God help us, Jesus. I'm serious. That is... Is it not shocking to you what goes on in public schools? I mean, and I, look, okay, it's probably not just public schools. It's probably any school, right? Any daycare, any school, anybody, anywhere. It, it, okay, I'm not just. I'm just going to throw public schools under the bus only because it's not just them. Be careful, people. Unbelievable, passing out gummies to the kids. Whew, mercy, mercy. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Terrible. Okay, what else we got? We got, we got, we got news. We got any other news or anything else out there? Let's see. Let me just go to all my stories. I think we're, what time we got? We've got quite a bit of time. There's Oh, there's this story right here. Let me play this for you. This is. 
This is a story in Chicago. They're they're really struggling with the illegal aliens coming in. Was Chicago a uh, <laughs> sanctuary city? Do you remember? I know New York City was all bragging about being a sanctuary city. It's so funny now. These these cities, we're bringing them in. We're sanctuary for the illegals. We want the illegals to vote. We want to you know give them t- cell phones. And Chicago, I think, was one of these sanctuary cities. And now they just don't know what to do with all of these illegals. And so somebody tweeted out this morning, says, residents of Chicago neighborhood that voted 96% for Joe Biden are begging to close the city's borders to stop illegal aliens from coming in from Texas. You made your bed, now you got to sleep in it. You know, it's like, well, you vote for these people. And and then they make the policy, and then you stand and you whine about it. So here's here's a little meeting that's going on in Chicago. I wanted to know if there is a capacity limit and what is what is that limit if there is one and what is why can't we close the borders of Chicago or the state of Illinois in the first place? Why can't we close the borders? I don't know if there's a limit. I do know that when you are seeking asylum, you are granted protections from the U.S. to not return. So that is the process that folks are going through when they come here and they get their interview and then the Texas governor sends them to Illinois and specifically Chicago. So they get to come, once they do an interview in Texas, they get to come regardless. Texas says, you're an asylum seeker, you're being persecuted, so yeah, you can leave your country and come here and go wherever you want. Not Texas. This is the federal government is the one that does the process around asylum seeking. It is Texas who is making the decision to send them to Chicago. Uh, yeah, they're trying to figure this deal out. Can't we just close the borders of Chicago or even the whole state of Illinois? Can't we just close the damn borders? Nope. <laughs> Can't do it. And he's like, look, it's the federal government that does the interviews. And, and, and when they come in, they're like seeking asylum. Then the federal government, not Texas, says, well, you can stay. And it's the Governor Abbott's decision to send them to Chicago. <laughs> so. Uh, that's, that's comical. I, th- I mean, they're coming in by the droves, man. And the feds are not doing anything about it. Of course, they want this. I saw a whole nother article. I didn't save it because I don't, I don't know why really. There's a con- there's a, uh, hell, it's a city being developed down in near Houston. It's called Colony Ridge. If you want to look it up. Colony Ridge, a big development is happening down there. 60 miles square, square miles, 60 square miles, about the size of Washington, D.C., something like that. They say, I don't know. It seemed like a lot of square miles, but they say it'll house about 200,000 illegals. The cartels are all over this deal. Politicians are all over this deal. Republican politicians, people getting donations. Abbott, the developer is a big Abbott uh, donator and some other Republicans down there getting big bunch of money from these developers and earth movers and all this kind of stuff. And they're developing this whole thing. And there's, and, and there's more foreign flags flying down there than American flags. And all these foreigns are coming in. Illegals. Are gonna, this gigantic, and the cartels are there. I mean, it, it's like 200,000 people going to be living down there. I mean, that's, that's a pretty good sized city. Hello. With nothing but cartels and illegals. And God only know what kind of crimes going on in that. And we're developing that. In Texas, down in South, I mean, yeah, this, 
I'm telling you what, what's, what's going on with our country? What is happening? Are we losing it everywhere? It seems like it. And then Chicago gets a couple of buses in New York City, and they just whine and like, oh, my God, I can't. Like, really? There can't be that many people coming on the buses. I mean, you can only hold so many on a bus, right? I mean, what are you getting in there? 50, 60 people? I don't know. Texas is being overrun. And these little old cities are whining and screaming and crying. I thought they were sanctuary cities. Okay, so we got the jet story. We got that. We got that. We got top 10 stories you won't hear on the lamestream media. CIA paid off analysts to say COVID did not originate in the Wuhan lab. Can you imagine? Our CIA paying off analysts to say COVID did not start in the lab. It's totally believable. California Senate approves $300 weekly checks for unemployed illegals. <laughs> it's like, now, hang on a minute. Is this satire or is this real? It's California, so we all know the answer to that. Maui residents say the government is working on deeming Lahaina a natural disaster in order to take their land. Haven't heard too much about that lately, have you? It's going to go... That's out of the news cycle now. Senator Warren threatens to investigate Elon Musk for following government orders, not providing Starlink to Crimea, avoiding escalating war. Senator Warren, God, what a piece of work she is. Election software used in 36 states have contracts with a hidden clause that allows election staff to override results of an election. Shocking. Shocking. Federal judge declares Biden's program for undocumented illegals illegal. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. What else do we have? Electronic voting machines. Expert says Georgia counties destroyed 1.7 million ballot images in Dropbox surveillance videos in violation of the law. Okay. Got that. Um, what else do we have? Pennsylvania judge grants presidential immunity for President Trump to address the integrity of our election without liability, further proving Fannie Willis' case has no merit. Look, you should be able to say, freedom of speech. If the president thinks the thing was rigged, you ought to be able to say the thing is rigged. How, how do you go to prison for saying, I think something, and now, well, the system, the world has gone so bananas, as you know. It's so... These, these these governments and companies will try you for whatever they want to do. And here's a case in point. Russell Brand is a guy on YouTube. He's a British guy, and he, he I don't know, he's got a huge following, I guess. He he does all kind of stuff. He, he interviews all kind of people, and he's, he's an interesting cat. I don't, I don't know too much about the guy. I've seen him a few times, and... He's got, he's got a huge following, and he makes a ton of money on YouTube. That's how he makes money. He, he sells advertising on YouTube. And he's been, he's been accused of rape. And it was all in the tabloids over in the U.K., I guess, and whatnot. And now he's, been, he's not been charged. There's been no criminal proceeding. He's just been accused. And so YouTube has decided to go ahead and, and, and declare him guilty until proven innocent. 
And they demonetize them. So you can't make money on our platform because, because we say so. We've deemed you guilty now because you've been accused of this heinous thing. So we're going to take away your, your money. Just like that. And then it's just, it's just, that's the world we live in. It's so weird. And these companies just do whatever they want. And banks don't like your political stance. Okay. Well, we don't like you, Mr. Pillow. We're taking you and we're closing your accounts and whatever else. And it's like, if it's not the government's claiming that you're guilty, it's the businesses that will destroy your financial, you know, position because they don't like you and your stance. Somebody here on the Whitney Chevy text line, a listener, says New York City has said that each illegal will cost the state $40,000 for each one of them. $40,000. That's more than I make in the entire month. I wonder if that's uh, like for, you know, for a, a year. Like <laughs> They come up with these kind of numbers. Like It's like, how do, how do you guys not handle your money better now? I mean, doesn't that seem like a little bit excessive? 40000 is what it's going to cost you to put up an illegal for a little bit? I don't know. <laughs> a year, yeah. I know. That's it's quite a bit. It's quite a bit. I don't know. It seems like you could do it a little bit cheaper than that. Another quick break. We'll come back and wrap it up. Well, somebody said we had some dead air, so better play something. <laughs> what the heck happened? Let's see. Where's that commercial? I don't know. Main Street Main Street Customs commercial was supposed to be playing, and then it just went dead. I don't know. But we're back. I guess are we back? Hello? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Check. Hang on. Check. Check the audio here. Stand by one. Let me see. We got noise. We got noise. One, two. Check, check. I see. I see meters going. All right. I think we're good. <laughs> we're back. I don't know. I tried. I tried, Trisha, to get you a little commercial out there. Uh, somebody says, "What do you think about an ass woman?" <laughs> I don't think too much about it. How big a old boy are you anyway? Good night. What are you getting all violent for? Shoot, man. Yes, cutting in and out. Says Trisha. Okay. I don't know. The wife is listening. She says, you're back. What do you mean? What do you think about an ass woman? What, what the, what, what, what kind of threats are coming in here? <laughs> My computer's freezing up, man. That's what the problem is. All right. They're mad at me because I said something about the guitar strings. I don't know. It's a weird deal. People are weird out there. I'm the only sane one of the whole bunch. I know it's scary. Okay. Well, Hey, look at the time. Would you? It is nine o'clock. You guys don't forget now, I'm telling you, the deal at Wendy Chevy is real. If you want to buy a car and you want to save some dough, you better get in the next two weeks and, and do it. Get your oil change, 30 bucks for gas, 60 for diesel. It's like they're pulling out all stops trying to get, and they want your trade. They need to buy your car or, or, you know, get your trade. They need some trades out there. So check it out. You guys have a fantastic Tuesday. I'm going to turn you over to Tricia. You're in good hands. We'll see you.